I thought something different to begin today, rather than the usual introductory piece of music, as we are celebrating today, although this is recorded on Christmas Eve, we're celebrating today the birthday of our Saviour. You may be going to Mass on Christmas Eve, or Christmas night, or maybe on Christmas morning. But Christmas always brings us a true sense of joy, doesn't it? And it's important to realise that joy is very different from happiness. We often use those two words interchangeably. But happiness is really a natural emotion, a good one. And happiness is something we long for. But we know only too well, don't we, that happiness can be fleeting. We can be happy one minute and the next minute not. But joy is supernatural. Joy is something that comes to us from the Holy Spirit, comes from outside of our nature, and it elevates our nature. So when we speak of Christmas joy, yes, we're speaking about those things that make us happy at Christmas time, but we're also speaking about what brings us that deep supernatural joy, and that is the birthday of our Saviour when he became visible to the world. It's good to remember too that this joy that God gives us through the birth of his Son and our Saviour is very precious and it is quite unique. Through the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, God has sunk a deep light of love and compassion into this world. And despite everything that happens in our own lives and in the world, this deep light from God of love and compassion can never be extinguished. As we know over the history of humanity, apart from very few exceptions, no one has ever seen God or known him. But God has revealed himself to us through faith. It is by faith that it is possible to see him. God also devised a plan for our salvation, a great and wonderful plan. And God preserved this plan in the secrecy of the Blessed Trinity until the time was right to reveal the plan. And when through his beloved Son he revealed it and made it public and showed to the world what he had prepared from the very beginning, God gave us all at once gifts that we could never have dreamt of. He even gave us sight and knowledge of him. What God has given us through his own Son being conceived in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and being born in lowly circumstances in Bethlehem should set our hearts on fire with gratitude, with love and with adoration. This is why in most nativity scenes we find Our Lady Mary, St. Joseph, the shepherds and the Magi in adoration and wonder. 
The baby Jesus is in the centre and he is lovingly gazed upon. This loving gaze and the reverent posture that goes with it draws us into the same response of love, gratitude and adoration. I want to tell you a story, a true story, but it's not a Christmas story. But as I hope you will see and as I point out, it has much to remind us of at Christmas. And I think at this particular Christmas. In October 1995, Pope St John Paul II visited the United States of America. On the evening of the last day of his visit, John Paul was scheduled to greet the seminarians at St Mary's Seminary in Baltimore. As most of his days were when he was on an apostolic visit to another country, the day had been very full. It began with a mass at Oriole Park in Camden Yards, a parade through downtown streets, a visit to the Basilica of the Assumption, the first cathedral in the country, lunch at a local soup kitchen run by Catholic charities, prayer at the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen in North Baltimore, and finally a quick stop at St Mary's Seminary. The schedule was tight, so the plan was simply that the Pope would greet the seminarians outside while they stood on the steps of the seminary. But JP too was never known to go by schedules when there were members of his flock to greet, and he had a particular love for young people. So the Pope got out of his car and started to move among the seminarians, greeting them and blessing them. He then went into the building, which he was not supposed to do. His plan was to go to the seminary chapel and to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament there. But that wasn't on the schedule. So when his wishes were made known, the security flew into action. They swept to the building, paying close attention to the chapel where the Pope would be praying. As the security went through the whole building, they used to help them highly trained dogs that are used to detect any person who might be present. These same dogs are trained to locate survivors in collapsed buildings after earthquakes and other disasters. These highly intelligent and eager dogs quickly went through the halls, the offices and the classrooms of the seminary, and then they were taken to the chapel. They went up and down the aisles, past the pews, into the confessionals, into the sacristies, and finally to where the Blessed Sacrament was reserved. And upon reaching the tabernacle, the dogs sniffed, whined, pointed, and refused to leave. Their attention was riveted on the tabernacle. Their eyes were on the tabernacle. They were convinced that they discovered someone there.
we Catholics know that they were right. They found a real, living person in the tabernacle. The Divine Son of God became one of us and was born at Bethlehem so that the great gulf of sin that separated humanity from God could be closed and healed and so that we could get to heaven. But his birth in Bethlehem is the second act in a long drama. The first act of his conception we celebrate on March 25th. The third, fourth and fifth acts we celebrate on Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Easter Sunday. The remaining acts follow on Ascension Day and Pentecost Sunday. I mention all those events of our salvation because, despite all its wonder and beauty, which is true and real, Christmas does not stand alone. And neither did Christ intend to leave us alone in this world on our journey to heaven. He is perpetually there in the tabernacle in every Catholic church, waiting with longing and with love for us to come to be with him. Just as we are drawn to the Christmas crib, so also does Jesus want to draw us to the tabernacle, where his sacred heart beats with such love for us. At the end of this year, which has seen our churches closed, and we have been deprived of Holy Mass and the sacraments, let us make a promise to Jesus this day that we will show our gratitude to him for all the gifts that he has given us that are beyond even our wildest dreams and hopes. Some of those gifts we temporarily lost this year. Let us promise him that we will come every Sunday, or more often, to where he lives on this earth, not in a stable in Bethlehem, but in the tabernacle of our church.